North Pole Hotline. Help! My in-laws are hosting Thanksgiving, and we're bringing the dressing. You mean stuffing? No, dressing. I need cute outfits for everyone. Get to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, Old Navy's kicking off the holidays with stylish denim, velvet tops, the season's best dresses, and 40% off your entire purchase now through Tuesday. 40% off? We'll be stuffing our shopping bag full. And don't forget colorful sweaters and amazing outerwear, too. You can even buy online and pick up in store for free. Ooh, I love an all-you-can-wear buffet. Holiday your heart out at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 1118-1120. Exclusion supply. See stores for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hello there. You've tuned in to Dr. Low Radio. I am your host, Dr. Lauren Noel. We are bringing you another show, wonderful show, on natural medicine and nutrition. And we are just rocking it on the iTunes charts. I'm always so happy when I go on there and I get to see all the reviews and all those five-star reviews just make my soul sing opera. So thank you guys so much for the feedback and um, for the kind words. It just kind of keeps me pumped up to do these shows. If you guys missed last, last week's show, I interviewed Jimmy Moore, the amazing Jimmy Moore from Live and La Vida Low Carb. And uh, we talked all about uh, cholesterol and all the misconceptions about cholesterol. And maybe the numbers that are sky high don't mean that something is necessarily wrong or Maybe having high cholesterol doesn't mean you're necessarily going to drop dead from a heart attack tomorrow. So there's a lot of misconceptions about cholesterol. And if you guys are not clear about that topic, listen to the show. It was a really, really great one. You can check out all the previous shows on drlowradio.com. And I think we're coming up to almost 100 shows now. i got to count. I think we're almost there. So we'll have to have like a celebratory show. Hmm, I wonder what topic we should do for that. Uh, maybe how to live to 100. That would be kind of cool. So um, anyway, speaking of wellness and longevity, we have a really cool topic tonight. This is all about IV nutrients and how to get in your nutrients via IV treatments. And it's a little out there, a little controversial for some people. It may be a little spooky. It's something I use in my practice all the time, and I see such great results with it, and I'm a firm believer. And I try to do it on myself when I can. I don't know. I know that sounds super junky and kind of creepy probably, but I find such benefits from it. I have a high-stress life, so having these IV treatments, it just bounces me back so quickly, so I'm such sure in it. Uh, we have an expert on the show all about IV. Actually, is how to do these treatments in their practice, and I figured no one could be better to be on the show than Dr. Anderson. So we have Dr. Paul Anderson on the show. Dr. Anderson is currently faculty at Bastyr University in the School of Naturopathic Medicine. He teaches IV therapy and other diagnostic courses. He also supervises the IV therapy rotations at Bastyr's clinic, and he's adjunct faculty at other naturopathic programs and nursing schools. His IV experience spans over 20 years in both naturopathic and conventional medical applications, and he's super funny. I've gone to his trainings before, and he actually uh, teaches uh, a board exam review course for soon-to-be NDs, and it's, he takes the most grueling experience and makes it into this really, really fun class, and it's just, he's amazing. So, Dr. Anderson, thanks so much for being on the show, and welcome to Dr. Larry Radio. Well, good evening. It's great to be here. Yeah, it's good to have you. Can, <laughs> you, can you hear me okay? To be on the show. Oh, we can hear you perfectly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. All right. <laughs> yeah, how's it going? <laughs> well, it's going okay. I, d- I just finished a, a, a long patient day, so I'm changing gears in my mind right now. Yeah, same here. <laughs> Today was actually the first day that I saw patients in my new clinic. So it was a wild ride, and we're working out the kinks. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. 
Yeah, it's um, it's funny. We don't even have internet, so I've been using my cell phone as a hotspot, and it's like, you know what? You just do what you got to do. You just make it work. <laughs> but everyone's been really cool and just rolling with it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure all that will get better. So oh, yeah, have you started doing IVs yet? Yeah, we did two IVs today, and, um, nice. yeah, we'll be doing – probably a pretty full schedule here pretty soon. So I'm really lucky because a lot of my patients are over the phone, so that's kind of carried me through this transition process and very blessed in that way. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, working it out. So, Dr. Anderson, you know, I know you because obviously I've been to your courses. I've gotten to, you know, learn from you firsthand. But for our listeners who have never met you, um, maybe in person, tell us about your story. What got you into natural medicine and what got you into IV therapy, you know? What's your story? Well, it's it's an old story now because I'm not young anymore. But um, over <laughs> my my children are all grown and in their late twenties. Um, when my oldest two were really little, uh, they they had a lot of chronic infections and other things like a lot of little children get, and. Um, we we just kept taking them back to the doctor a lot, and we had a lot of issues. And uh, my mother actually told me that I should really take them to this naturopath she knew. And uh, he was a naturopath from uh, really, you know, one of the old timers, uh, especially now one of the few living ones. And um, he after a little while, my children stopped needing to go to the doctor all the time. And I thought, well, that's awfully cool. And... Um, so then I started to see this this doctor for some allergy issues and things, and I, I just I became very impressed with the just the way I felt when I was in his office. For one thing, it was a positive experience, um, and I, I had uh, I had been in the allopathic side of medicine most of my family is, so I'd been in it all my life really, but working in it for years before that, and I just thought this would be a cool way to be a doctor. So. Um, 20 some years ago, I sold my lab business that I had and I went to naturopathic school in Portland and, uh, I started actually teaching at the school while I was a student and, and, uh, I've been teaching at ND schools and stuff ever since. Uh, so back in the, uh, back, you know, over 20 years ago, it wasn't, it wasn't even legal really to do nature, naturopathic type IVs. So a small group of us kind of started doing them uh, sort of underground. Uh, there were people like Jonathan Wright doing them and, you know, a few people around the country, but it wasn't really, it's not what it is nowadays. And, and, and you know, most of it were people like myself that had previous background in, in the allopathic side of medicine or uh, contacts there. And what we, you know, what we found and what we find to this day is <clears throat> for for healthy people, you know, it's it's less of an urgent need maybe to get an IV, but for people who have absorption problems or very ill people, et cetera, there's just nothing that affects a person's body like getting the nutrients directly, and uh, it can really get people help. So that that's sort of the short version of my trip from the allopathic side of medicine to uh, doing what I do now. So you became a believer from first-hand experience. Your kids got better. You noticed some improvements, and then you just were curious and wanted to learn more about this as a profession, right? Very much. Yeah. And then did you actually get IV treatments yourself and notice a benefit, or was it mostly just your exposure from using it with patients? 
Well, the uh, a little of both. I think the um, because it was such an underground thing back in those days, and and you know the statute of limitations has long run out on anything illegal I did back then. But um, <laughs> the you know we 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 did we practiced on each other so you could kind of feel what was going on, but we didn't really um, need them therapeutically uh, as much. Back. I probably need them more now. Most of it was mm-hmm. I would you know I would have patients come in who were just so ill and um you know barely walking and and you knew that if you gave them a bunch of oral supplements that they probably wouldn't absorb them and so we're kind of you know almost forced into using them just because the people were so sick and really what mm-hmm. got everyone's attention back then was these really really sick people we could get them to wear other things would finally work because they had enough basic nutrients to, uh, you know, for their body to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's such a miraculous therapy when it's used in the right situation. So for people who are who are not, not really familiar with this topic, let's kind of take a step back and look at it from a whole. So what exactly are nutrient IVs? Like, what are we talking about? That's a that's a really good place to start. So the, I, I think, uh, and and I don't know if you saw it. I, it was brought to my attention. I didn't see it the first time out, but uh, one of the one of the big morning shows, you know, on network TV had a uh, kind of a special segment on IV nutrient therapy and how it's very popular now. And of course, they had a lot of uh, dissenting views from physicians who said it's you know it's an unnecessary therapy, et cetera and uh, dangerous and all this. So I, I think a good place to start is, and as you know from taking the classes, et cetera, when we do this, we we use the same, uh, uh, the same safety protocols and the same pharmacologic logic that you would do if you're doing intravenous, say, antibiotics or any other intravenous therapy. So the therapies themselves are held to a very high standard of you know ster- sterility and pharmacologic uh potency and all of that so when people get this sort of therapy it's just as exacting and just as accurate as a iv one would get in the hospital the difference is that if you go in the hospital and let's say you've been vomiting you know for a couple of days and you're dehydrated what you'll do is they'll start an IV and they'll do your electrolytes and they'll probably give you a saline or maybe a saline-like thing like Ringer's lactate. And that's good because it does hydrate you, but it doesn't really give you any other nutrients. Um, in our clinic where we see many, many, many patients a week and you know countless IVs every week because that's one of our specialties, uh, we have a lot of people who come here instead of going to the hospital for dehydration because what we'll do is we'll give them a hydrating IV that not only has the uh, sodium and the chloride like in the saline, but we will give them a balance of B vitamins and, and magnesium and other nutrients in a manner that would both hydrate them but also nourish their cells. So you can go all the way from just the very basic type of an IV for a dehydrated person, which probably the most common IV given in hospitals is for dehydration, all the way up to specifically designing, uh, say, particular uh, vitamin formulas for different types of uh, uh, of illnesses or or dysfunctions. 
Um, so it's a it's a very it's a very specific and a very highly controlled but a real elegant therapy. Mm-hmm. And, and you can actually have it customized for the individual patient, right? I mean, making it really individualized. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And and we do that. You know, um, there's there are some. You know, there's 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 a lot of clinics which do very well for patients by using you know basically two or three formulas which are very good and those those work really well. The sicker the patient is, or the more you know maybe fragile or deficient, the nice part about IV nutrient therapy is you can you can customize it based on say their lab re- results or their deficiencies, et cetera, and it, it truly is a very personalized therapy. Now, let's say for someone who there's been some lab work done and, and a series of IVs would be the best option for them. Maybe they have malabsorption. They can't, you know, get their nutrients in their body from their diet very well. Um, what's kind of the general, like, time frame that they would expect? Is it, like, once a week, twice a week? Is it for three months? I mean, what, is there kind of a, a, a standard thing to expect for them? Well, in in trying to formulate a plan with patients, there's, you know, beyond the practical things like their schedule and when they can do things and what they can afford, et cetera. Um, most of the time, if someone's very, very deficient, but it's not an acute problem like a dehydration case, we'll recommend that they do one or two IVs per week for at least four weeks, and and you can really then kind of see how you're doing. And then we usually start to spread them out, say, a week apart and then two weeks apart, et cetera. Now, if a person has a particular therapeutic problem, for instance, they have, say, a, a bad viral infection like Epstein-Barr or something like that, we might not spread their treatments out for a little while till they start having some immune response. But but for just, a, say, someone with a significant deficiency, once to twice a week for four to eight weeks is kind of average. And then you, uh, we do what we call withdrawal trial. So we'll, we'll say, okay, you're feeling better, things are going better. What we want to do now is go two weeks or three weeks and see if it holds. And, and that's really how you can tell if you've got enough. Hmm. That actually leads into my first question from Facebook. This is from Jacqueline, and she was asking specifically about Epstein-Barr virus. So what kind of IVs might be recommended for for that? So Epstein-Barr um, and and the whole family of viruses that it's in, like CMV, et cetera, uh, those are very, they're very, very difficult viruses to get to go quiet once they get active. We we deal with uh, Epstein-Barr in our, our chronic fatigue patients and even our cancer patients a lot. Um, and one of the things is that sometimes not one approach will work with a virus because with a virus, your real goal is to do two things. One is to make it unfriendly for the virus, and the other is to uh, uh, to create an increase in immune function uh, so that the uh, the immune system can produce interferon and other things to deal with the virus. So in, in people, it, there's two kind of major scenarios with Epstein-Barr. One is it's there, but you're feeling not the greatest, but but you're okay. You can go to work. You can do what you need to do. In those cases where the person's vitality is pretty potent, we'll often do more antiviral-type protocols. So higher doses of vitamin C can be used for that. 
because it's a an oxidative treatment. It gets the immune system very uh, on edge and ready to fight the virus. There's another additive that we often do with viral problems, which is uh, uh, germanium. Germanium's a trace mineral, but germanium's been used in uh, studies in uh, Japan and a few other countries with cancer and chronic viruses, and it actually increases the natural killer type cell activity, which is one of the big things that helps with viruses. Uh, there's other things like zinc and specific nutrients. In a person, say the second type of person with Epstein-Barr CMV, they've had it a while, and now they're just so tired, they're, you know, they're missing work, they can't go to school or whatever, um, we'll often alternate and we'll do an immune type IV and then the next IV we'll do one more with uh, support nutrients to get them their energy back because it's two two kind of different outcomes. So an ideal thing with an Epstein-Barr patient who's really severely fatigued would be to to do a support IV with lots of B vitamins and amino acids to support their uh, cell health and energy, and then the next IV, say two days later, three days later, would be an immune IV, and and we found that to be the the most helpful with the really fatigued people. Hmm. And for them to really bounce back, is it like a a couple weeks, a month? Well, it it depends a lot on if you have a you know let's say your classic first Epstein Barr patient, you know they're twenty years old and in college. If, if they've been healthy, um, but they, they just got hit hard, they may be able to do four, six, eight IVs and really kind of rebound and be fine. Um, if you get the other type person who's had it and it's recurrent over time, you know, they're 35 or 40 years old, those people often need both kinds of IVs. And usually we'll still do, say, three, four weeks of twice a week and then just start spreading them out. And basically, with Epstein-Barr, it depends on what, how long it's been there and, and uh, how quick we can get your immune system working. And that, that may be a couple of months, though, at, at least. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's similar to the way that I do that in my practice. It's nice to kind of hear them doing the right stuff. <laughs> um, <laughs> cool. Well, let's, let's talk a little bit more about other conditions. So we talked about Epstein-Barr. What are some of the other conditions that might benefit from IV therapy? Well, there's... There's really um, really almost any condition that would be amenable to nutrient therapy benefits from IV therapy. Of course, people who can absorb well and don't need a lot of the nutrient can take it orally. It's just, it's just fine. There's no problem there. Um, in our practice, and my practice is a little different because I tend to get people referred from other clinics for specialty-type treatment, but the things that we see the most uh, really run in, in a number of major areas. So those chronic viruses we just talked about, that's a huge one because a lot of people get run down with those. Another one that we uh, see are, are, are higher, uh, higher performance athletes um, who are, you know, essentially they're taking so much energy substrate out to go to the skeletal muscle to uh, you know, to have cell respiration and build muscle and all that, uh, especially before competitions, et cetera, 
they're chronically dehydrated and they're chronically semi-malnourished. And not that they're not eating, et cetera, but there's so much of their resources going into cell activity um, that, that they can't make, you know, they can't keep up. So what we mm-hmm. do with those folks is we design um, a, a hydrating type formula that also has amino acid substrates and B vitamins and all the good stuff that you know that the cells are just going to literally suck up right away. Uh, and and not only will the person feel better, they'll get less cramps and muscle soreness, but they'll actually have better performance. Um, so that's that's an area, you know, those are well people, but they're well people with a particular need. And I, a lot of people don't think about that, but that's a real common thing. Um, another another one that people often don't think about, but is a, a very, it's very, to, to me, it's very important because it's half my practice, is patients who have cancer where you're not really aiming at treating their cancer, but because of cancer therapies and because of surgery and everything else, their quality of life is very low. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that surgery and a lot of the types of therapies people get are very depleting uh, to the rest of their body. And so uh, the important thing with that is, and and you can do this very safely without... um, you know, without interfering with their cancer therapy at all. We do this literally every day here. Uh, you can make the person have so much better immune function and feel better and have, you know, better muscle activity and everything. And those therapies are very individualized because it depends a lot on what kind of therapy they've been on, et cetera. But that's a very big area. And it's, you know, quality of life is the most important thing in 99% of every cancer patient I see, that's the first thing they say they want. Um, and the IVs often are something because if, if you you know when you deal with someone who's had chemotherapy, they they're not going to absorb very well orally for quite a while. So the IVs really really help those folks. Um, and then there's other things that aren't such high level but are are just irritating. You know things like allergies or uh, here's here's one that really people often don't hook into right away, but really helpful. Patients who have such bad digestive problems, it's a catch-22 where their digestion's bad, they take things orally, they can't absorb it, you know, so the digestion never gets better. Um, We'll get those patients and we'll do maybe four or six weeks of IV nutrients, including a lot of uh, GI healing nutrients, et cetera, and they'll start to absorb. Uh, and so then it makes the oral things work better. And the whole reason for that is that the GI tract has circulation and the nutrients go there. So you sort of help heal their gut from the, you know, the outside in almost. Um, hmm. So just about any area of, of uh, you know, of human complaint that becomes chronic, you can do specific therapies to focus on their, uh, you know, on their healing. Pretty amazing. It's an amazing tool. You can use it on people who are really sick. You can use it on people who are healthy who just want to optimize things, like with athletes or maybe just anti-aging or someone who is actually undergoing a different kind of therapy, like you know chemotherapy, and their body's been affected by that treatment, and they just want to take care of some of the side effects. So it sounds like it's it's very very flexible for the for the condition and for the patient. Yeah, very much yeah. so. 
That's awesome. Um, I want to open it up to the phone line. So if you guys would like to call and ask a question, now is your time to do so. Our call-in number is 818-495-6919, 818-495-6919. We're going to have our first caller here. This caller is from 619 area code. You are on Dr. Low Radio. What's your name and where are you calling from? My name is Aaron and I'm calling from San Diego. Hello, Aaron. So, hey, hi, Dr. Lowe. <laughs> hi, Dr. What's Anderson. Your My Hello. question is I'm a, I'm a business owner and I wanted to kind of get from your perspective what's the best kind of stuff to put into an IV for a business owner who's, you know, I work long hours, you know, good amount of stress. You know, what, uh, what IV would or what combination uh, would you recommend? Well, yeah, I think probably business owners are 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 the best example of people who go until they can't. Um and, and uh the the worst at self-care. Um so actually we get a, a lot of people in, in a similar instance where you're not you're not necessarily ill, but you're trying to maintain uh a very, you know, a very active demanding you know metabolic situation, so it's a lot like I said with the with the high performance athletes. You you're doing everything you can, but it's there's always more going out than in. Um, one of the things that that we like to do is in in people like that, the most important thing is staying healthy and keeping your edge. Um, and so because you you know you can't run your business if you can't be there. So right. Uh, what we will often do is do testing on the front end and make sure there's nothing that would predispose one to a particular deficiency, but let's say there's not. Um, then the most important things really become, it, it, if you think about it, there's a lot of, uh, there's a, a lot of consistency between high-performance muscle work and high-performance brain and nervous system work. They, they kind of require the same thing. And so, for the brain and the central nervous system and the stress system, there are particular B vitamins, like, for instance, B5 and B6 are, are just burned up in stress, just as fast as you can kind of get them in. And then they always run with particular minerals like zinc and magnesium and certain other things. Uh, and, th and then uh, a lot of the amino acids, which are really uh, the, the makings of uh, cell walls and neurotransmitters and all kinds of things like that. So usually with people like that, we will formulate something very similar to uh, a high-performance athlete formula where it gives them the right B vitamins and minerals in, in something that's pretty hydrating so they go in the cells really well. Um, and, and just, you know, especially if they start out reasonably healthy, just a few of those can really make them feel a lot better, really bring back a lot, a lot of their energy and the good edge. Huh. Great. And how frequently should should someone like me get these done? Like weekly? Well, yeah, if it, you know, kind of like our discussion earlier, the, there's not a hard and fast rule with timing because, you know, the sicker person is probably the closer together for the most part. But for prevention or for recovery from high stress, et cetera, uh, we, in, in my experience with practice, weekly seems to work good because then your body kind of processes everything for a few days afterwards. Gotcha. Awesome. Great. Thank Thanks you. Thanks for your question, Aaron. You're welcome. <laughs> 
So, Dr. Anderson, um, I'm sure people are probably listening to this going, okay, this is maybe a little extreme. Could I probably get these vitamins just from a supplement or like a sublingual? I mean, what's, what's the, the response to, to that? That's a, I mean, that's a logical and, and a really common question. Um, and the answer is never one particular thing. So, for instance, um, if you just need one thing in a you know a high concentration let's say vitamin b12 you can probably get a reasonable dose of vitamin b12 if you take it you know as a sublingual throughout the day pretty similar to an injection um it doesn't always work that way but yeah there's other things though that that won't absorb through the sublingual route and and you really do have a you have a physiologic maximum for orally administered thing. So, for instance, you know, vitamin C, unless you're in a, you know, fever or raging virus or something like that, you're not going to absorb orally much more than 700 to 1,500 milligrams of vitamin C a day, you know, and no matter how much you take. Now, if you have a fever or a viral infection, you'll absorb a lot more than that. But, but in a healthy person, that's about it. Kind of the same with magnesium, we all know if we take too much magnesium, we get very loose stools. Well, the reason is we're not absorbing the magnesium. It just goes right through us. So, interestingly, two of the most powerful intravenous things are IV magnesium and IV vitamin C. And that's because you can you can go past the GI tract problems. Um, so, you know, and, and what I'll usually talk to a patient about is, you know, if if you have a clinical need for an intravenously administered nutrient, usually it's not a lifetime need, number one. And the clinical need is basically saying you need more than what you could ever take by mouth for whatever reason. Um, the nice thing is that let's let's say specifically it was magnesium. Okay, Your muscles are cramping and you have sleep problems and all that, um, and maybe you even get it tested and it's low. It will take you a long time to absorb enough magnesium to get your levels up. You can do six IVs with a good magnesium load and uh, the right kind of nutrients, and and then your oral nutrition will have a base to start with. It's a lot better. So it, mm-hmm. it's, it all goes back to what you said in the beginning. It's individualizing it to um, the need of the patient, et cetera. And, and in our clinic... You know, we will will get people who uh, will assess them and say, you know, this at this point, this would be more of your choice. You know, you, you medically could go either way, but it would certainly be faster through the IV route, and a lot of people like faster. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. It kind of it, it it hits that instant gratification need, but also still want to be you know healthy. <laughs> Right, it, and it it does clinically just get you somewhere you can't get usually the other way. Yeah. So um, looking at like a nutritional, you know, like vitamin, mineral, IV, like a Myers cocktail kind of thing, what's what's the typical, I guess, benefits that someone might feel when they get that? And then how long do those improvements typically last? Um, well, the, you know, the what I usually tell patients to, to think about is the, on on the first one or two, sometimes you notice different feelings because, 
For instance, if you're really, really deficient, sometimes it'll just feel odd to have the nutrients in your body, you know. So people will say, wow, you know, I, I got really tired or I had this or that, and then the next day I felt energy, for instance. Uh, mm-hmm. Sometimes other people, some people are a little more sensitive to B vitamin C, and they'll say, I didn't sleep so good after because I, you know, probably because they had B vitamins for the first time in their life in their system. Um, <laughs> so, and then... And then sometimes, you know, let's say someone's really deficient in minerals and they're cramping all the time. They have all this, you know, kind of thing going on. It might take them two or three IVs before their muscles really soak enough of it up to be a benefit. Um, But in the middle of the road with something like a vitamin mineral IV, uh, those, let's say you're doing it for preventive or energy or, you know, just to to kind of keep keep your competitive edge, People will often feel pretty good afterwards. They'll generally sleep pretty good that night. And then the next day or two, they'll notice that, you know, they just, their brain feels more focused, their body energy, their recovery from exercise is better, et cetera. Um, The thing that we were talking about earlier with timing, one of the reasons we'll, let's say you do six or 12 IVs, and then we start to, we spread them out to three weeks later. One of the reasons for that is if the good things you're noticing are persistent, um, then it means we've probably filled the tank and repleted you. Uh, if if you get a week and a half away from your IV and all your muscle cramps come back or, you, you know, whatever your symptoms are, it just means you've got a little bit more to go. So, the you know, the vitamin mineral IVs, are they're, they're often where we start with people just to see how they feel. Um, and and the... The middle, you know, the middle of the road response is the next day they generally feel more focused. They have better energy. Their body just feels more like themselves, really, is is what most people say. Mm-hmm. Now, there's been some research that has been done on IVs, right, isn't it, um, looking at, at migraine specifically? Yes, there, you know, there's uh, there's actually a lot of, there's a lot more research than people would imagine on uh, nutrients in IVs. It's just very sometimes difficult to find in the medical literature. Uh, this is something that I present at professional meetings on all the time, so I'm familiar with a lot of it, certainly probably not all of it. Um, but, for instance, uh, I'll be doing a research review in a few months uh, in Canada, and um there are well done research studies on things such as migraine headaches and particular nutrients especially magnesium and b6 for instance um particular uh side effects of of antibiotic or chemotherapies and nutrients uh side effects of hiv therapies um and, and then other things that are not necessarily side effects, but uh, side, side effects of getting older, for instance, where they've done <laughs> nutrient therapies. Um, so yes, there, there's actually a reasonable amount of research, and you know, one of one of my um, my joke is that in my spare time I have this practice that I work in, and the rest of the time I do the other jobs I have. So one of my <laughs> other jobs has, has been in research around this area. And we've done research in um, recovering from nerve injury uh, with IV-type therapies, uh, recovering from uh, chemotherapy, 
you know, a number of other things. So it's it's out there and it's it's very interesting. Um, so it's it's not like it's it's quite the marginal closeted medical procedure. It's just it's it's not something one would find often in a hospital. So no one hears about it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take it back to Facebook. We have a few more questions with this. So Susanna wants to know um, what does Dr. Anderson think about iron IVs? My ferritin is five, and I'm working on improving absorption, but would like to get my stores up. I have trouble tolerating oral supplements. Ah, uh, <laughs> um, uh-huh. iron IVs are um, if if one had to stratify nutrients in in the order of um, criticality as far as administering them via an IV, the lowest. Safest ones, you know, would be the B vitamins, most of the amino acids, that sort of thing. Then, then you get up into say certain minerals like magnesium, et cetera. We have to be careful with doses and all that. But most of the time, you know, the, you you put the formula together, balanced, and there's no problem at all. When you get to iron, there's two issues, and iron is something. Um, it is one of the most miraculous things you can do intravenously if a person has a ferritin under 10 especially and I have seen literally people who have been fatigued and ill for 30 or 40 years and their ferritin in recorded history was never more than 2, 3, 4, 5 regardless mm-hmm. of oral supplementation and those people now I have a patient right now it's you know thirty years of chronic fatigue and every infection in the world and everything, but at the core was the low ferritin and the inability to absorb because the gut was so bad. We did a series of i v iron with the patient as well as other nutrients to support the iron, and very slowly but surely she she's actually a different person. her family says she doesn't look the same as she used to. Uh, and that's a pretty extreme example, but if done appropriately and in the right case, like a low ferritin that's chronic and you can't absorb, what you can get with IV iron is you can get the ferritin up. Once the ferritin goes up, then the transferrin, which helps the gut absorption, actually works better. And so then you're, you don't need the IVs anymore and you actually feel better because you have some ferritin. Um, so that's that's really the good side of it. The other side of IV iron is it it is something that is very, very specifically administered. So, for instance, like here in Seattle where my clinic is, we do do IV iron every day we're here. And the reason is that the other other clinics send their patients to us. Um, And that's because we we know how to do it and we do it very carefully. It's, It's not that it's hard to do. It's just that you're... Your tolerance with a B vitamin infusion is huge. You can do almost anything. The tolerance with IV iron is really narrow because you have to you have to have a facility that knows what they're doing. Um, so if my my answer to the particular case of the five ferritin, if it's been a five ferritin for more than a year or two, and you're not feeling well, if you can locate a facility that will do it and get your primary to refer, et cetera. Definitely, I would do the IV iron. It's nothing works mm-hmm. like that. It's it's the most amazing thing. Um, yeah. It's just that the the number of people who say who do uh, vitamin IVs is huge. The number of people who really do iron IVs is pretty small, and that's just because of the specificity. 
Yeah. Yeah. We've seen, I, I do a, a, a good amount of iron IVs, and every now and then we'll find someone who's allergic to it. So we have to start really, really low and work our way up. And, and you know, maybe for, for Susanna it might be worth starting with some iron shots and see if that does the trick. And if not, you can, you know, bump it up to the IVs. But, I mean, even doing the shots have been pretty pretty miraculous, I've seen. Yeah, we um, if we have somebody who, you know, for whatever reason needs to do the intramuscular shots, um, we'll usually have them do a series of twelve because they come in twelve dose vials, as you know, and um, mm-hmm. then give them a three week break and recheck their ferritin. And even in those cases, we can get people usually from a three to a five ferritin to a twenty five thirty five. You know, which is a huge difference to how you feel. Oh, yeah. Yeah, night and day. Mm-hmm. And I've actually done allergy elimination on patients who are allergic to iron, and it's gone after that. And I've done NAET, and that's been pretty amazing. Someone who would get almost almost faint with their with their iron in the IV, and then they're, they're <laughs> golden after that. So <laughs> pretty amazing stuff. Yeah. I don't, I don't question it. I just, I just roll with it. <laughs> I think that's great. I mean, and, and usually with iron, it's, it's, it's not so much the iron that people get sensitized to, but there's there's three sugars in the three different irons, and and it's usually the it's the sugar molecules that cause them the problem. Um, mm-hmm. So we we keep all three on hand for that particular reason, and and different people like different ones. So mm-hmm. Got it. yeah, it's but it's it's very powerful therapy. Yeah, agreed. Amazing. Okay, cool. This is a question from Steph. She wants to know, can vitamin and mineral IV therapy help with fertility, and do you have any good, good cases? That's a that's a very good question, too. We, um, we have currently active in our clinic a, a handful of fertility uh, patients, and as as you certainly know and and I'm sure as, as Steph knows um you know infertility is a very multifactorial issue um one of the things that we've seen with these patients though is not that the nutrient iv necessarily reverses the complete cause of the infertility but nutrient ivs can reverse often um the 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 basic impasses biologically for certain other therapies working. For instance, uh, sometimes people will have, say, uh, low, they'll have thyroid imbalances or antibodies causing trouble in infertility, or they will have uh, you know, progesterone receptor problems in infertility. The other one, which in, in real, um, well, I was going to say advanced cases, but in we get referrals from some of the larger fertility specialists, and they'll look into even natural killer cell immune function and that sort of thing. So there can be specific IVs done to, say, modulate the natural killer cell activity, and often that can help with fertility. So, yes, with fertility to the degree that if you know what you're aiming at, you can be more specific about the therapy. Um in many cases, if it's not a, a high-level infertility where everything else has been tried, what it comes down to is cell metabolism and between thyroid function, progesterone function, uh, 
a little bit of immune function and then just the actual substrates for cell function like the nutrients, you can make amazing differences in fertility. So with the caveat that fertility can be almost anything, uh, yes, we, we use it when we get those patients. Yeah, get to the root cause. Got it. Um, okay, for you guys who are on the switchboard and you're listening from your phone, if you want to ask a question, go ahead and press 1, and I can bring you on the air. We probably have time for maybe one more caller. Um, Dr. Anderson, what about more of the cutting-edge treatments, you know, maybe more controversial ones like hydrogen peroxide or ozone? Tell us a little bit about some of those. Yeah, the um, it, it's always interesting to think of, you know, things like that as cutting edge because actually they're, you know, they're fairly old therapies. Um, <laughs> but people haven't, either they don't hear about them or actually, you know, in 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 some areas the medical boards sort of pick certain therapies to be vigilant about and go after doctors for doing. Uh, and so I, I can say from, you know, doing this a long time, Sometimes it's hydrogen peroxide or sometimes it's ozone or sometimes it's whatever else, you know. Um, mm-hmm. When you get to things like peroxide therapy or ozone therapy, at their base what they're going for is using what, what they call singlet oxygen. So the the idea is you do something like ozonate the blood or use hydrogen peroxide in a dilute solution uh, and, and you're essentially dropping an oxygen molecule off into the blood that has no immediate place to go. Your blood has buffering systems and enzymes that are really uh, (laughs) vigilant about such things like free oxygen. And so what happens is as soon as you create this singlet oxygen activity, it's not so much that that creates the effects, because you ever do this on somebody, you see a lot of effects, I mean a lot of immune effects. The oxygen really is sort of here and gone very quickly. The buffering systems take care of it. But when the buffering systems are turned on by that singlet oxygen, the enzyme systems that are activated create uh, a lot of uh, cell signalers, cytokine-type cascades that go on, and those actually tell your immune system that there's something that we need to do. Now, the immune system is somewhat specific, but it's really not that specific. And so when these cell signalers get turned on, the immune system generally raises its vigilance. And so downstream then, if you have an infection somewhere or you have you know some other issue, the immune system may notice it where it didn't notice it before, or it may notice it more than it was noticing it before. So um, Things like these oxygen-type therapies, you know, ozone, peroxide, that sort of thing, they're often used in the very difficult chronic viral illnesses, for instance, or other, you know, very chronic types of problems. And largely it's because with viruses, your immune system is your best medicine, but it's getting it turned on that's the trouble. Um so those things are are very very useful, and they're again they're they have to be administered safely and appropriately and all of that. But uh, they're they're a very very powerful therapy, especially for immune purposes. Do you think they could be good to do? I guess like prophylactically through more like flu season, just to stay healthy, or is it more something once you're sick and you need to take care of it? Well. 
probably a little of both, actually. I, I think for, uh, say, a prophylactic approach, let's say we could know, which we often can't clinically, but, uh, you know, a person, we see this a lot with healthcare people like you and I, you're, you know, your job is to be around sick people. And, <laughs> and, <laughs> and you know, in the winter, they're sicker. And so, you know, what do we get? We get, you know, a lot of exposure. So if one is healthy and feeling good and not feeling sick but trying to keep their immune system vigilant, what we usually do is something that has a little more, say, vitamin C and some immune nutrients like zinc and germanium and the B vitamins. And the idea there being let's feed the immune system and keep it from letting anyone in. If the person comes in and says, uh, too late, um, you know, uh, then we'll usually do a preemptive strike with it, some kind of oxidative therapy, either, you know, high dose vitamin C or peroxide, something like that. So it's another example of the, how you can make things very specific. And, and really the vital line of my line, my mind is, have have you noticed symptoms of illness? Then let's go right to something that's going to likely kill something. Are you just trying to prevent it? Then let's feed your immune system as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Love it. Okay, last question. This is from Jesse on Facebook. I think it's a good one to end with. Can IV therapy be good for hangovers? <laughs> that's a great question. Um well, the short answer is yes. Uh, so, <laughs> and and you know, to some degree, it's it's very similar actually to the way people feel when they're trying to recover from other. Let's say it's not alcohol, but some other uh, therapy that's been metabolically taxing. Um, there's there's two major things that happen when a person has a hangover. One of them is that they're very dehydrated, and that's because alcohol processing goes through dehydrogenase enzymes and those suck water out of your system. Uh, and, and normally if people are drinking enough to have a hangover, they've forgotten to hydrate. So, so that's one big thing. Uh, and you can make a, a, the IV both nutritive and hydrating at the same time, which is, that's great. The other thing is that, um, alcohol is one of the, uh, uh, one of the more rare things the liver processes that goes through a different kind of uh, 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 pharmacology, just to shorten the discussion a lot. And the 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 problem that occurs is that your liver is still processing long after you take your last drink, let's say. So that means then that your liver is taking resources from lots of other places to try and process the alcohol. And those resources really boil down to the support nutrients for those enzymes. And those are things like zinc and vitamin B1 and a couple of the other B vitamins. But really in the process, it depletes the other B vitamins. So then that's just what makes you feel yucky. Um, so in in cases of that, uh, like hangover or hangover from a particular medical therapy or whatever, because you get that too, replacing the the fluid is good. And if you go to, let's say you, hope hope this doesn't happen, but let's say you get really, really drunk and you go to the hospital, they'll just give you saline and send you on your way. And that's better than nothing. Um, But if you make it hydrating like saline, but you have zinc and B1 and other happy B vitamins in there, 
uh, your body will recover much faster and feel much better. So, yes, that is helpful. How much of the IV fluids, like half a liter, a liter, what, what's that looking like? Well, it it depends a lot <laughs> on how dehydrated the person is. Uh, some people, and here's, here's what's very interesting just in looking at this over the years with patients, even if you're reasonably dehydrated, but you put in, instead of just sodium and chloride in water like in normal saline, if you put in the electrolytes and nutrients uh, like B vitamins, aminos, zincs, et cetera, the person won't take as much fluid to rehydrate and they'll feel better and they drink water. In people, mm-hmm. if they've been vomiting or something else going on, then they may need a liter or more of fluid. The general rule in emergency medicine, uh, which is something I worked in long, long ago, is you don't leave until you urinate. And so that, that that's another good rule. Uh, and we'll often give people a half to one liter and then just have them drink a lot of water, and that's fine. Okay. Good. Good rule. Don't leave until you pee. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Dr. Anderson, I love this show with you. It was awesome. Do you have any uh, parting words for us before we let you go? Well, I'm I'm glad you invited me on. It's been fun. Um, and uh, thanks to everybody who came in through Facebook or wherever you came from. I appreciate it. <laughs> and then what about for the listeners? So my, my audience is kind of a wide variety. So we have some students that listen, some doctors who listen. So for them, where can they learn more about the IV therapy training? And then for someone who maybe would like to see you as a patient, where can they get more information? Okay. Well, for um for any healthcare professional, you know, nurses, nurse practitioners, PAs, MDs, DOs, MD, any any of the letters that mean you're <laughs> in healthcare and might do IVs, um my uh teaching colleagues and I have a a website and it's it's long but it's fairly logical. It's ivnutritionaltherapy.com. So ivnutritionaltherapy.com. And we keep a a seminar tab there with uh, our upcoming seminars. And we we have a couple coming up in October, for instance. And we're actually right now planning the ones for next year, et cetera. That's one place. There's uh, a Facebook uh, site for Facebook folks. And it's uh, dr, like doctor, space a, like Anderson, like me, and then uh, space CME, like continuing medical education. So Dr. A C M E on Facebook, and I and I'm involved in all sorts of things because I just need to talk everywhere in the world and tell people stuff. Apparently, <laughs> so uh, I try and post stuff on there that I'm doing. Uh, and on the patient side of things, if you're anywhere in Seattle or near there. Um, our website is shorter than than the teaching website. It's it's Anderson Medical Specialty Associates, but we just shortened it to the acronym AMSA, and then the the number one. So AMSA number one dot com, and that's the awesome. website and got all the contact info. Great. Well, I will. Will I see you in Portland at the beginning of October? I'm going to be there for the advanced IV training. I will be there. Yay! So get to All right. Yeah, I like a high I, five or something. 
I I will give you a high five and I uh, can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. Well, take care of yourself. I'll see you in a couple of weeks. Thanks for being on the show and uh, we'll see you real soon. All right. Thanks a lot. Good night. Thanks. Good, good night. All right, guys, that's the show. Thanks for listening to it. It was uh, really, I think, entertaining and also very educational. So uh, hopefully you guys got a lot out of that. Um, tune in to next week's show again, same time, Tuesday at 6 o'clock. And uh, don't have that show actually lined up, but we're going to have something amazing for you. That's a promise. So just just you wait. Uh, check me out on Facebook, facebook.com slash Noel. I'm also on Twitter, twitter.com slash Noel. And Shine Natural Medicine, we are now open. Um, seeing patients by appointment only, so not like an official grand opening yet, but um, still accepting patients, um, phone patients, and some in-person patients as well. So just check out the website, drlaurennoel.com, and uh, looking forward to working with you guys. Have a great rest of your week. Take care. Bye. Holiday your heart out at Old Navy. Today only, all hats, gloves, and scarves are 50% off. Plus, get 40% off your entire purchase today at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Hats, gloves, and scarves valid 1120. 40% valid 1115 to 1120. Exclusions apply. See store for details. North Pole Hotline, Mrs. Claus here. My holiday shopping list is so big, I can't wait for Black Friday. Get to Old Navy's biggest sale of the year starting tomorrow. Old Navy? Beat the crowds for 50% off your entire purchase. 50% off? Plus, this Friday only, Old Navy's famous cozy socks are just a buck in stores. Old Navy's giving $1 for every pair sold up to a million dollars to boys and girls clubs. So I can do good, look good, and get 50% off your entire purchase at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 1121 to 1123. Exclusions apply. See store for details. Cozy socks valid 1123 in stores only. Limit 10.